Any good parent wants their kids to believe, tell, and live out the truth. But when we talk about truth, we have to make sure we properly define truth, especially these days. Our kids need to know that truth is not something we can change or manipulate to accommodate or further our own personal agendas. In fact, objective truth might even thwart those agendas. And that's tough since objective truth is ultimately the only truth that exists and the only thing that always reveals things as they really are, whether it be politics, religion, science, gender, logic, or race, anything. Fortunately, there are those who understand truth when it comes to the importance of traditional moral and family values as found in the scriptures and how these values can improve our lives, the lives of our families, and the relationships needed to bring unity to our increasingly diverse society. Today we'll talk about that with Pastor Bill Owens of the Coalition of African American Pastors. That's today on License to Parent. Hello and welcome once again to the broadcast. Licensed to Parent is a program trying to teach you the truth about intentional parenting from a biblical worldview. Our host is Trace Embry, founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Teens, I should say, of various cultures and ethnicities coming here from all around the U.S. and 19 other nations as well. Uh, I'm Rich Rosal, and uh, Trace, our nation is currently divided about as much as it has been since the Civil War, I yeah, imagine, really. particularly mm-hmm. in the areas of politics, race, moral values, and what constitutes a family. Mm-hmm. How should parents be navigating these turbulent waters with their kids? Well, you mentioned it in your opening, Rich. You know, from the youngest age, we, we've got to get our kids to understand the importance of accepting and living out the truth in every issue of life. And by truth, I'm talking about the objective truth that, that you just talked about. Uh, that's the truth that Scripture talks about it and, and, the, and the truth that God requires. It's the same truth required to do science. It's the truth, uh, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth that any court of law requires. It's the truth that makes logic logic and fact fact, because facts don't care about your feelings, right? Uh, truth never used to need explaining, uh, but the postmodern world that we live in today has, has made truth subjective. Yeah. Emotions and feelings seem to be the new standards for truth. Uh, that's the only way political correctness can, can stand. And, and that's how so many of, of, of the race hustlers out there that can perpetuate this notion that America is every bit as racist a nation as it's always been. I don't think it is. I, I don't believe the facts bear that out. Uh, so parents, don't allow your kids to believe that lie. And you're not any less Christian when you stand your ground and refute uh, the idea that you and your children are racist simply because, you know, you don't agree with everything that the Al Sharptons and Jesse Jacksons of the world say or do. Uh, I'm old enough to have lived in America when it was a lot more racist than it is today. And believe, mm. and, and I believe that, you know, today's guest has too. You know, with all the other moral values that, that have gone down the sewer pipe here in America since the 60s, I think race-wise, we're actually a much better place. Unfortunately, we've traded the scourge of racism for myriad other moral problems today. And, you know, I'm not saying that racism hasn't been totally eradicated because like any sin, it's always uh, existed. It always will exist. But the way we've been dealing with this subject lately has only proved to retard the racial progress that we've made as a nation since the 60s. You know, we live in a diverse nation, Rich, and it's, it's getting more so by the day. So if all parents of all creeds and colors can get on the objective truth train and teach their kids to love their neighbors as themselves, as Christ taught us to do, 
that I think we can help simplify a problem that we've unnecessarily complicated for way too long now. And of course, we can always find objective truth and traditional moral and family values in Scripture. So let's let today's guest help us unpack some of that. Yeah. Well, I mentioned him briefly in the opening. Uh, in 2003, Reverend Bill Owens founded the Coalition of African American Pastors, or CAP. It's a grassroots movement of Christians who believe in traditional family values, such as supporting the role of religion in American public life, protecting the lives of the unborn, and defending the sacred institution of marriage. CAP first gained notoriety several years back as the black pastors group that was willing to call out then-President Obama for betraying the black community on the issue of same-sex marriage. Now, Reverend Owens is a native of Memphis, Tennessee, graduate of Tennessee State University, where he received a degree in education. He has taught in elementary schools, been an entrepreneur. He was, in fact, the first African-American to own a used car dealership in Memphis and later the first to have a management position at a major automobile assembly plant in Van Nuys, California. He later studied theology and counseling at Oral Roberts University and started a nonprofit there to help African-American students gain entrance to ORU. Because of that work, African-American enrollment rose from 5% to 22.5% in just four years. In addition, uh, he and the organization raised more than $2 million in scholarships for deserving inner-city students. Reverend Owens is married to Dr. Deborah DeSousa Owens, who heads CAP's education department and its women's ministry. Uh, they now live in Las Vegas. They have eight children and Trace, count them, 13 grandchildren. Wow. Well, this is a man I would buy a used car from. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Owens, welcome to Licensed Parent. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be with you. You're not you're not still selling used cars, are you? Because Trace might be I in the market. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the market, actually. <laughs> Hey, listen, before we get rolling here, can you tell us uh, a little bit about the Coalition of African-American Pastors? So what's the mission? The mission of uh, CAP is to bring together believers in Christ. And let me share the history of CAP. We had a ministry at Oral Roberts University, as you just said, that recruited inner-city young people that did not know they could go to college, did not know they had a chance, and we named that ministry Give Me a Chance Ministry. We went from three students to 400 students in four years. Awesome. But when we uh, left the university, we had other challenges to face, and we changed it from Give Me a Chance Ministry to the Coalition of African-American Pastors, because mm -hmm. we built that ministry at Roberts on the back of pastors throughout the country. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the genesis of the Coalition of African-American Pastors. Very good. And we work to, we work to enhance the, the, the Christ-centered ministry across the country. Awesome. Well, some people are going to ask, and I'll, so I'll ask, uh, why a coalition of African-American pastors? Why not just a coalition of pastors? Well, and that's a good question. The reason is... <clears throat> It was founded from Give Me a Chance Ministry, and it was basically a black ministers that uh, that built that ministry. We built it on the back, but on the backs of African American pastors, and we wanted to distinguish ourselves when I went against Obama on same sex marriage. Mm -hmm. That the, the black community did not agree with him. The black pastors did not agree with, him, and we stood against him. So that's how we came up with the coalition of African American pastors. But we have as many white pastors as we do African-American pastors. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, we have a, a major 
list of 300 some thousand, I would grant you that 60% of those on our list are whites. So it's not just blacks, mm -hmm. but that was just what we named it at that time. And we will probably change that name to include all pastors at some point. Awesome. Well, I lived in the in the Chicago area for the first 34 years of my life, and I found it to be more racist than anything I experienced since moving to Georgia almost 30 years ago. But I never heard of a black church up north. Uh, maybe I just didn't get out much. I don't know. But here in Georgia, there are black churches all over the place. In fact, there's one right next to us here at Shepherd's Hill. And I know of Asian churches and Indian churches and Hispanic churches, on and on. Why does Sunday still seem the most segregated day of the week? That is not as true as it was at one point. Some of your mega churches now have large numbers of black members, sure. some of them, the newer churches. So I, I don't know if that's accurate today or not, but in Chicago, I can tell you, there were churches everywhere. We have a great relationship with many churches in Chicago. Uh, there are many pastors in Chicago that work with us to build that ministry at Oral Roberts University. So we're at the point now that we must kind of transcend some of our past and deal with the future and the challenges that we are facing in America today, which are many. Mm -hmm. Well, you understand the importance of traditional family values very well, uh, yet so many in the black community no longer seem to be adhering to these values. Uh, and this happens in the white community, in all communities, but particularly in the black communities. Uh, even as self-identifying uh, identified Christians sometimes, what happened here, and, and, and what can we do to help get it turned around? You just made a very important statement, what happened. I just wrote a book, What Happened. Mm, okay. I've marched with Dr. King in the Civil Rights Movement. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the pictures of the movies or whatever on TV about the Civil Rights Movement, you will note that the blacks were very clean cut, outstanding, dignified. And, uh, and we marched. And uh, what happened to that motto where our fathers were in the home? Well, there was a family unit. And I did recently because I, I wondered, I was, I was challenged, what happened? And I would talk to my fellow civil rights workers that marched with me. And we said, what happened? Where are we now? And in December of 2019, you might know Bill Federal, who's a great author, told me, I said, Bill, President Johnson had great intentions, but unexpected consequences. Bill said, no, President Johnson did what he was doing. And then I discovered that President Johnson said, give a nigger a little bit and you'll have a Democrat for 200 years. They used mm -hmm. the civil rights movement. And uh, what they did, they had 100,000 social workers to go throughout the country and get pregnant black women, um, black women with children, on welfare and put mm -hmm. the father out of the home. It practically destroyed the black family. So that's, that, that's where so I wrote this book, What Happened? I'm telling all of that. Thank you for writing that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But if, uh, as a white guy, if I said that, I'd be labeled a racist and probably kicked off the air. Uh, why don't more uh, black folks understand this? Why... why why have they been duped by this? And when, when, when people from their own community tell them this, uh, you're considered an Uncle Tom or, you know, whatever the case may be, why, why is this not resonating the way it should? Well, they don't know the facts. I did not know mm. until 2015. Uh -huh. 
I did not know what happened to the black pastors. And now they have been co-opted. If you watch the liberal media, they always find a black person to put out front as to endorse what they do. They mm-hmm. always, if you, in anything they want to put over, watch a black face is going to show up because they don't want to lose the blacks and they act like they're in favor of the blacks, but they're really not. They're using us. Yeah, right. No, I listen, I agree with you. But So what can I as a white parent do to teach my children uh, how to help in this situation? And let, let's actually expand that, though. What can parents in general do? Because sure. we're, we're the... We're the best educators of our own children, but uh, we're kind of flying blind here. we got to educate our parents, black and white, as to the history of what did happen. Why is it? Uh, and people say everything is racist. It's not. That's they right. They use that that's to right. get over yep. on black people, and black people believe it because they have not been taught better. And that's the reason I wrote the book. Well, Pastor Charles, I want you to use us all you can because I, I, I really believe that the future of our nation uh, hinges upon getting this thing right, and we have got it wrong for such a long time. Um, you know, I keep hearing that whites and blacks need to have more conversations. But, man, we've been talking about this for hundreds of years and can't seem to get it right. What, what are we doing wrong in our conversations? Well, the media has played a big role in dividing mm-hmm, the right, communities. Right. And I can tell you, I'm 80 years old. I can tell you this country is not racist like it was. Right. It is not. A lot of changes have been made. Mm-hmm. Some of our closest friends are whites. We are family. So it's just not true, but they use that to get over their message. As a matter of fact, if you read our latest newsletter, we uh, chastised this, uh, this lady from New York, I won't call her name, for using the civil rights movement to further her agenda. It, it's in our last newsletter, and we're going to do more. We're gathering the blacks at March Fitness in the Civil Rights Movement to confront her in Washington, D.C. We're tired of people using blacks as a tool, Amen. As, as a weapon to get over their agenda. Hmm. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is the Reverend Bill Owens. He's founder of the Coalition of African American Pastors. You can learn more about that organization, by the way, at CAP, that's C-A-A-P, capusa.org. We'll be back in a moment with more conversation with Bill Owens. And when we return, uh, his organization was one of the ones that stood up to uh, then-President Obama about the uh, introduction of same-sex marriage. And uh, I'd like to find out his thoughts about what the fallout for that is, especially in the African-American community, but everywhere. More Licensed to Parent right after this. In the training of our children, what role should public school play? Documentarian Colin Gunn takes a panoramic exploration of this issue by hopping in a school bus for a field trip all over America in the DVD Indoctrination. Colin conducts a series of candid interviews and discovers how God's recipe for training the next generation is being replaced with a humanistic, man-centered program that fragments the family and undermines the influence of the church and the Great Commission. Christian teachers and principals share how they're attempting to walk the tightrope between teaching what they do not believe and being restricted from their God-given call to be salt and light. Indoctrination, Public Schools and the Decline of Christianity in America. Available in the Licensed to Parent store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherds Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. 
teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And on our program today, we're talking with the Reverend Bill Owens, founder of the Coalition of African American Pastors. And one of the things that we talked about right at the start of the program was the fact that that CAP, the Coalition of African American Pastors, was uh, was very vocal, and Reverend Owens especially, uh, in speaking out against then President Barack Obama when uh, the the tides turned and same sex marriage was welcomed into America. And I'm just curious, Pastor. Um, I, obviously, as as Christians, we we have seen some of the fallout from this. But what fallout did you see specifically as it pertains to black families? How do you think that the LGBT movement and especially same sex marriage may be undermining the black family? Well, what they did, they used Obama, and I can tell you from our research that there are millions of dollars behind this move to make same sex marriage legitimate. And Obama was just a tool. And we knew that then. See, we knew before he announced that he was for same-sex marriage from his own people, from the inside. But we agreed not to go public until he actually did it. Mm -hmm. And that was when we came out publicly against President Obama. And because he was black, I was shocked to know how many black pastors gave him a pass because he was black. How many people told me he's black, don't go against it. What difference does it make? If it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't care Mm -hmm. if it's white or black. It doesn't make any difference. So that was our position. And we lost some black support for a while, but they came back. So we just got to be about the father's business and standing up for righteousness wherever and whenever we can. Yeah. You know, our uh, the, the program that we're uh, going to be recording after we talk with you uh, is going to be with uh, C.L. Bryant. And he made the statement, uh, I believe it was his grandfather, said, I didn't raise you to be black, I raised you to be free. And I think that we got to get past this color thing, and because I think this is more of an ideological uh, a problem than it is a race problem at this point. So, what specifically are some things that today's parents should be teaching their kids about people of other races and ethnic backgrounds that might help quell some of this racial tension that we're feeling today? I think we got to go out of our way to be sure that all races are people. Sure talk to each other, dialogue, whether it be in the church, in the community, so you can have relationships. Now, believe it or not, it was not done on purpose, but my children are close to the more white 
children than black children. We did not do that on purpose. That's just the way it happened. It worked out. So I think we need to dialogue at the local level in the community, whether it be church, uh, an organization with youth, and talk to our children about this so they will know that people are just people. Mm-hmm. So what am I supposed to tell my kids about the veracity and reliability of Scripture when self-proclaimed Christians, even clerics, can take your Bible and mine and argue a case uh, for and even justify slavery, segregation, misogyny, and, and today homosexuality. How do I tell my kids that you know this 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 document here called the Bible is reliable, and you've got all these people who justify some heinous things uh, by the very book that uh, I take my moral cues from? We just have to tell them, be honest, and 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 talk on their level, mm-hmm. and tell them, share with them, and you must integrate them with other people so they can know all people are just people. It's not white, it's not black, but we make the difference. We uh, do things different. But the only thing, the only way I know to do it is to have them to dialogue with some black kids if you have to go out of your way Mm -hmm. to to meet some black pastors, meet some black families, and let them see for themselves. You can tell them, but they must see it demonstrated. Yeah. And, you know, an example of that, we've got, uh, we're licensed for 36 kids here at Shepherd's Hill Academy, and, you know, for years we passed this, quote-unquote, black church for years to go to church, take our kids to church every Sunday. We have a chapel here. We do chapels on Fridays and special convocations, but we would pass this church, and one day we decided, you know, let's just stop in there. And so we invaded the place. And, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. They treated us like gold, you know, and it's just, sure. a, it's just a small church. And uh, uh, most of our kids were white. We had a few black kids in our, in our, in our uh, well, some staff members and, and some kids in the program. And uh, yet they treated us like gold and they fed us every Sunday. And, you know, uh, I could tell that we were draining them. Our kids aren't tithers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we ended up getting lost in a, in a, in a bigger church uh, down the line. But we have a wonderful relationship with those folks. But at what age do uh, you think that parents should be having these conversations with their kids when it comes to race? What's a good age to start? Five, six, mm-hmm. because it, it, I'm sure you know, at five, six years old, the child is pretty well set. Yeah, right, right. Got to start early. Uh, like our our children in school and uh, their uh, kindergarten and first grade, they're doing fourth grade work. Yep. Are these kids know so more? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but- it's, it's foundational. They got to get it in the foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, Reverend Owens, one of the things that you mentioned a few minutes ago, I I wanted to circle back around to, and that is that you were saying your kids probably hang out with more white kids than they do black kids. My wife and I have been um, involved with a church uh, right in the middle of downtown Atlanta that is a very integrated church. We're talking not just black and white, but really all cultures seem to come together in this church, and it's been refreshing and eye-opening. But the thing is, is we share life period. It's not that we talk about race relations. We just share life. And uh, right. can, can you talk about, about your family and your kids and how some of these relationships were built? Because it's not just a matter of, of, you know, me walking up to somebody of a different race and saying, hi, let's talk about race issues. We, we, we don't have to talk about it because we live it. Exactly. Yeah, there they, you go. We live it. There you go. Our, our friends in Texas, uh, we stay in their home when we go to Texas. We're just moving there now. But uh, in their school, 
it's uh, they only have maybe ten percent black. So we live it. So we don't have to talk about it as much because we live it. Amen. We live it, and we must live it. We must go out of our way to live it. Yep, boy. You know what? We just had a parent weekend here at Shepherd's Hill, and. Uh, uh, I, I try to drive home that message that, you know, the kids will, will do more uh, as what you do and who you are as opposed to what you teach. And uh, right. I'm just amazed every year uh, Christian parents seem to be more and more clueless because they're so busy, they're so occupied, and and they know l- less and less and less about what Scripture says about raising kids. And, you know, uh, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and Dr. Oprah, they're all teaching our, you know, our, our families uh, what they understand about r- raising kids. Does Oprah even have any kids? Even have any kids? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, she doesn't have any kids. But, but, but kids. we take our cues from these people who are talk show hosts and have no background in this. And I'm just wondering, uh, what's going on there? Why, why don't we take our, 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 our parenting cues from where uh, we have traditionally in the past from, from the church? Why are, we, why are celebrities? That's what we should do. Yeah. And see, the church was a foundation in the black community. Mm-hmm. Proud all civil communities. Rights. All communities. Church was a foundation yeah. for Absolutely. everything we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, and I, I go back to the civil rights movement. Look at those young people where you see clips from the civil rights Clean cut, family people, yeah. family intact, father and mother in the home. And the integration, uh, as good as it was, still... Uh, destroyed the black family. Yeah. Well, you're an educator. You know who Dr. Bill Bennett is. Uh, oh, yes, in, of course I do. In 2008, he made this statement. He said, uh, America is rapidly becoming the kind of nation that civilized nations send missionaries to. And, you know, uh, we're now receiving more uh, missionaries to, to evangelize us here in America than we're sending out. And we're, we're, right. t- we're taking on the practices and the habits and the styles of the third world and I'm not saying that's the cause, but it's emblematic when you, when you see kids sagging their pants and, and you know, the earrings and the piercing everything and tattooed all up. And, and the some, hair, the, the, the way they wear their hair, it's, it, all it, of it. it's, it's, it's terrible. All of it. The hip hop, you know, those beats and right. rhythms and stuff. That stuff comes from the third world where voodoo priests and shamans and witch doctors right. and headhunters. And we're, we're electrifying that. And it's it's maybe not the cause, but it's fueling the problem here. And uh, we're out of time, but if you can just give a quick uh, assessment of what's going on in the hip-hop community that our young people and the parents of our young people need to better understand. We need to understand that they have a mentality that you don't want your children to have. It's bad. It does not produce growth. It does not promote education. It does not promote family values. And we need to stick for the biblical truth of how to raise a family, not hip-hop. Yeah. It doesn't promote civility, bottom line. Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, that's a good a good word to end on for today. And uh, Reverend Owens, before we go, we've mentioned uh, capusa.org. Uh, but if people want to receive your newsletter or want to find out more about you, is that the best place to go? It's the best place. Go to our website, capusa.org. Okay, and again, CAP is C-A-A-P. It's the Coalition of African American Pastors. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is the Reverend Bill Owens, founder of the Coalition of African American Pastors. And again, CAP USA is where you can find out more. Reverend Owens, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. God bless. God bless. 
And this is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. There you will also find past programs that might be of interest. You'll find Trace's blog, and you'll find links to the residential program we run, Shepherd's Hill Academy. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our technical producer on Licensed to Parent is Carl Peets. Our guest coordinator is Daniel Fasina. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us, and then join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.